Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm going to talk to Locke here momentarily. We'll get his thoughts on... What has been a big news week in Jazzland? Yes, it has thus far, For and I'm sure. sure David has opinions on it, as he uh, often does. So, looking forward to hearing those. Yeah, I this <laughs> if this is the way this off season is going to be, <laughs> we're going to be busy. It has been a wild last couple of years in Jazzland. Yeah, I I honestly never I never thought that we'd see an ownership change in my life. That was that was really surprising. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, let's see, Kevin O'Connor had his job for how long? God, what was it, Gordon? It had to be 15 years at least, yeah, right? Somewhere, somewhere like that. something in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Dennis Lindsay has been here for a long time. It just doesn't, these you know, are these institutional these, things. Well, the job just doesn't come open all that yeah. often. So when it does, it's like, whoa, you know, it's, it's a big story. It's, I, I mean, you know, the Utah football coach, it's become that, right? Cause, cause Coach Wood has been there for so long. I mean, it just, these, Major stuff we just don't see happen yeah. all the time. All right, uh, it's time to get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in ex- extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. And, of course, uh, David's visit on the big show is brought to you, as always, by our friends at the Murdoch Auto Group. He is the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. David Locke, what's going on, David? Not much. Kyle Winningham, do you think of all the like unhappy coaches and general managers and whatever else is in the world, do you think Kyle Winningham actually has won this game better than anyone? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I 100% totally do. Yeah. Uh, he, sorry, go ahead. Because you know who actually won it the most of anyone I've ever been around? Like, it's like, and I haven't been around, um, you know, I haven't been around everyone, but there's no question to me. Of all the years of my in, in watching and in person, of what individual had the greatest balance ever about the job, and was the least impacted to who he was as a person about the job, and seemed to enjoy it more than anyone. There's no no debate. Lavelle mm-hmm. Edwards, hundred percent. Yeah. So did Kyle learn from Lavelle? And this is as close as you can get in the modern version with social network and all the pressures and everything else to living the life of Lavelle, and that's what Kyle's doing. That's a great point. That is a great point. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Sounds like a Salt Lake Tribune column to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can subscribe to get that. Okay, well, there, you know, Lavelle used to talk about it all the time on these on these airwaves yeah. about, uh, you know, there's more to life than the, the rat race and the money. And 
and uh, he, he certainly valued it. I guess oh, yeah. a good he way was to so put comfortable it. with who he was and what he'd done, and what uh, it, it was really David. I think we took him for granted. I, I really do. Even though we knew, we knew he was something special. But uh, yeah, if if uh, Kyle has learned that lesson, then good on him. He owes Lavelle a lot. There's only three. There's only three stories you need to know about Lavelle Edwards, and like my like when I someone asked him about Lavelle. So the first is that when I came back to Utah, so at this point he's retired and the stadium's named after him. <laughs> and there's a little boy in an elevator or at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and like the boys, this kid's in the elevator, and so like the dad is going goo goo gaga because he's on the elevator with Lavelle Edwards. And Lavelle looks at the little boy and says, "Hi, what's your name? My name's Lavelle." <laughs> really, awesome. you're just unbelievable. Awesome. <laughs> and the other, which Go I'm ahead. sure you you got all the time, Gordon, was when you called him at home. Hi, Patty and I aren't in right now. If you could just leave your message, be back. That'd be great. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really, you're revolutionizing offense, and you're just going to be on your voicemail. <laughs> Hi, this is Lavelle. Patty and I aren't in right now. I remember one, the, t- one time I was in the car with him, and we were driving up to his house. And uh, as we were driving up, we were looking up at Rock Canyon, and Lavelle stopped. And there were a bunch of flowers and a bunch of vegetation. And he just stopped the car, and he said, look at that. Look at that. It's in the middle of the season. <laughs> you know? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, cool. The third one is, you know, we used to have the um, – the Big Five Huddle, right? We were talking about actually. I, was, I don't. I don't know if you remember Wendy Carpenter used to write for the Salt Lake Tribune Sports. Um, she was actually out. Her 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 husband Frank Hughes used to write. It's one of my closest friends, and they were out. We were like reminiscing about stories. And we used to have the Big Five Huddle, like at that. I don't know, Diamond Lil still exists, or wherever that place was. Like <laughs> holy smokes! Like like if that's still in business, like wow. Um, but anyway, the only reason we had the Big Five Huddle was because. Lavelle knew that if he showed up somewhere, all the media would show up, and he wanted to let Dave Arslanian and Southern Utah and all them have publicity too. And so he built the Big Five Huddle just so everybody else could get publicity. Like, who does that? Yeah. And Gary Croton shut the whole thing he down. He certainly did. Well, you can tell. That tells you all you need to know about those two. All right, David, let's talk a little jazz. It's certainly been a big week. Uh, Justin Zanuck uh, will take over the day-to-day operations. Dennis Lindsay moves into an advisory role. Your opinion? Is Justin doing his sh- is Dennis's show on the big show? That's what I need to know. Hey, we'd be down. We love interviewing uh, Justin I mean, Zanuck. He's great. And then if your average questions for a 22-minute show to Dennis was three, <laughs> <laughs> I, I what do you, you think your What do you think your average questions to Justin would be? Probably thirty. No, 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 no. I, I a, a, a few more, but Justin, he's thorough in his explanations. Like he's not, he's not throwing out one word answers. No, I, I would say filibustered like Dennis. Nobody Come did on. like Dennis, but if, if the average was three, which is probably pretty close there, David, you you probably got that pretty dialed in. I'd say seven or eight. <laughs> you know. I think a little piece of Dennis will be upset if the Democrats destroy the filibuster for no political reasons at all. <laughs> Just only that he's one of the great it's filibusters a of all time. Yeah, it's a skill. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So what will change, David? What do you think? Uh, what does this mean? What, what's your best guess? 
I don't think there's any way to really know the answer to that um, with any, you know, you know, I, I just like, I, how would I know that? Right. Like I, if I'm being honest and I try to, I'd be making something up right now. So, um, you know, I think Ryan's going to have, as he should, right. Ryan spent a few billion dollars, you know, and, you know, if I go to a restaurant, spend a few hundred, like, I'd like to have like a certain level of like, right. Like if I'm going to spend a few billion, I think I should be able to have a say. So, um, just a crazy sentence right there. A few billion. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know what it'll be, but Ryan's, you know, has his, his, you know, I think he's going to want to have a modern, um, um, advanced, um, progressive, uh, organization that represents the forward, how, you know, the, the, the forward progress of our state. Um, and, you know, Dennis built a nice framework for him, him to build off on that. I, you know, that's an interesting point, David, uh, because I think that Ryan Smith's vision for this state, this community is at a certain level that he he wants, and I wrote this that the, he wants the jazz. He thinks Utah's great, and he wants the jazz to be great, and uh, he really believes that stuff. And it's kind of this isn't some sort of backward little village out on the edge of the Wasatch here. This is what what uh, Ryan Smith is projecting to be kind of a, a a business center, and he's very high on it. So there's two thoughts that I I have on that. I mean, and, and to some extent. This isn't that different at that time to Larry. So, like, when I used to do my weekly interviews with Larry, Larry would talk to me about the fact that he when he, he went to the president of the church and asked, like, is there a value to having an NBA team in Salt Lake? And the president, who I apologize, I don't remember who it was, said to him, I need you to come back to me and tell me that you can afford it before I, that you financially can handle this before you answer the question. When he came back and showed to him that he could financially handle it, the answer was yes. It's very important for us as a city and a church moving forward for us as a, you know, to have this in our community. And I think, so that was moving us. I mean, we didn't have like... You know, you kind of go back through Utah's key moments in history or Salt Lake's key moments in history, like Western Airlines actually having a hub was a pretty big moment, right? Like we used to not be able to get fresh fish flown into Salt Lake in the 70s, right? You like there were you were eating at Diamond Lil's still. Gosh, I hope they're not in business. Um, That was a joke. (laughs) Um, You know, I you know, and and so you you didn't this wasn't you didn't have any globalization going on at all in this marketplace. It was it it was its own little bubble. And then Western Airlines comes. And then I think one of the most monumental moments in the history of the state is that Delta Airlines buys Western. Right. Like, well, now we've got a hub of a major airport. And that suddenly leads to coupled with Larry leads to Salt Lake becoming the Olympic home and the Olympics lead to a completely beginning of a change of how people view our marketplace. And, you know, and that's coming up the jazz being in the finals, you know, seven or eight years prior to that or whatever it was. I can't do my math, but six uh, or four, whatever. Um, And I'm on a roll, you know, Germans bomb Pearl Harbor. Um, So, you know, I think when you look at these key moments in our state and our progression, Qualtrics, the sale by Qualtrics in Utah is one of those moments. 
And it's one of those moments because one of the magnitude of the sale, you know, I don't know the D it's the largest, you know, sale of, you know, you, you know, I don't know all the parameters around it, but it also was a company that stayed in Utah, right? I can't, I can't guess how many times Ryan Smith was told, yeah, this is great. You're doing wonderful. You're going to have to move to San Francisco or New York. Right. I'm sure he was told that a million times. He was like, you know, we're not doing that. We're doing it here. And he did it here. And now it has led to proof that you can have success here, which I think, you know, is, is super important for the future of business here. And so he, he now has the jazz as the piece of that puzzle that continues to send out the messaging and show who we are and take us into the next year and show that we're a place where you can do business. I mean, like one of the most incredible stories I know about Ryan Smith is, you know, basically people told him, well, you can't stay in Utah because you can't, you, know, you need a, women in your workforce. You can't get diverse and you can't get women. So I think what he did is he built like a 50,000 square foot daycare center on campus at Qualtrics so that if moms want women who want to come work or dads, frankly, want to come work and see their kids could go walk across the street and see him for lunch. Like the guy's a doer, right? Like, oh, you got a problem? I'm going to solve it. I'm going to do it here. And so I think this is, I don't know, when you think of just kind of Ryan Smith and the jazz and the next step, like this is, these are all, I don't know if I'm doing this very well. I wasn't particularly prepared for this. And like, I can hear Norma Pfeiffer, my ninth grade English teacher telling me that I have too many ideas and they're not organized and I'm not putting them in the triangle into the three boxes, into the upside down triangle correctly with a thesis statement. But the thesis statement is that you have, the jazz have always paralleled the progress of the state and been the cornerstone of it. So it's Larry back with the president of the church saying, yes, it's important. And then Utah, you know, getting Delta and then Utah getting the Olympics and the jazz were simultaneously rising up with Carl and bringing attention and John bringing attention to us. Well, the same thing's happening now. We've had this amazing business success. Silicon slopes is incredible. I think the number of unicorns in Silicon slopes is equal to or superior to Silicon Valley right now. And this is all taking place. And so the next step, frankly, for us is to let companies and businesses know that we're open and welcome to business, that we are not the stereotypes of the past. We're moving forward. That includes being more diverse and more progressive and being open for all types of people to live here and experience the greatness that is Utah. And that's what Ryan Smith is all about. David I, Norma Pfeiffer is pleased, the late, great Norma Pfeiffer is pleased with the last sentence. She's very, very disappointed in me in the convoluted mess that came before that. <laughs> David, I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, Brian Windhorst went on the Hoop Collective Shut the beep up. podcast. And, uh, no, we're uh, not talking. I mean, it's just crap. Well, like, uh, okay. why? Why, why, well, I mean, like, why are we going to talk about this? Like, okay, you know what? I'm extremely concerned that Donovan Mitchell might want to leave, and I should be. And Milwaukee should have been extremely concerned about Giannis might want to leave, and he stayed. And Oklahoma City spent four years extremely concerned about Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, and they kept one and one went. That's the reality of this league. That's not newsworthy. That's just putting two names together in a sentence with one adjective so that you can get a bunch of beep and clickbait. Shut the beep up. Norma right. Pfeiffer did not approve of that. <laughs> uh, I think we got the message, though. I mean, I don't like I don't even like I don't want to kill Wendy entirely on it because it's like probably true. But I don't know that it's newsworthy. So maybe it's not his fault. Right. Maybe it's the fault of the ESPN guy who puts the YouTube thing up about on Bart uh, on Han and Scott that says Donovan Mitchell wants out of Utah. That was never said. But that gets, you know, YouTube's the number two search engine in the world. So that gets a lot of clicks. 
And I don't, and I don't mean to say like, I mean, I wish Wendy, I will say this about him and I'll call him out on this into his face. I don't have a problem. Stop talking about how you hate about the fact that nobody ever talks about the games in the league. And they only talk about the stories when you're the one who does that. You're the, you're the one of the biggest newsmakers in the, in the country on the NBA and you never talk about a game. So stop complaining about it. I, it's fine. If you don't want to talk about a game, you don't have to in this league. Cause we are the Ringling Brothers circus of entertainment with the amount of storylines we have in the league, but don't sit there and complain about it. So stop with that. If I have to hear that crap, one more time on his podcast about, oh, no one ever talks about games because you don't. Zach Lowe has no problem talking about games. David Locke has no problem talking about games. The Lockdown Podcast Network does the third biggest NBA show, and we have no problem talking about games. So you don't want to talk about games, so don't bitch about that anymore. So you want to talk about Dwayne Wade is extremely concerned that Donovan Mitchell might leave Utah. You know what? If Dwayne Wade is not extremely concerned about that, he's negligent. It's not newsworthy. It's negligence if he's not. We should all be extremely concerned. We're on the clock. We got two and a half, three years on a four-year deal to make sure that Donovan Mitchell believes that Ryan Smith is committed to winning in Utah and going to do all the things that are necessary and to support him as an athlete so that he can be as best he can be here. He's on the clock. Guess what, Jake Scott? If you had a 15 rating right now, or a 22 rating on your show. You know who would be on the clock? Ryan Smith. To make sure that you were happy. Right? Let's get there. Let's try it out. Let's find but out. Right? Like, what? It's just, it's, just, yeah. it's just not even a newsworthy comment to me. See, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that completely, David, because I think th- there has been some expression of – these things that you're talking about, and any time there is that, then it does stir up concern, if that's the right word. Well, and- whatever happened with us medically before game one was not good, right? Like, we can all admit that. It's not good to have your superstar player talking about how upset he was. It's not good to lose a 2-0 lead after losing a 3-1 lead. These are the realities of the league. Like, not anyone's fault. That's just the reality. So he's upset he didn't win the title this year. Like a lot of Jets Will fans. the Phoenix Suns be the worst team to win an NBA title ever? <laughs> That's quite a comment. No, it's, it's, it's undeniable, actually. There's not been a worse team since the 1979 Seattle Supersonics who did not have a first or second team all-NBA player on their roster who won an NBA title. I, I, I don't know this for a fact because I didn't look at Detroit, but I can't imagine that since Magic and Larry entered the league that we've had a single year in which a team won an NBA title without a first or second team all-star on the team. Did Devin Booker even make 13? No. So they don't have a first, second, or third team player on their league. Here's the real discussion. Here's the real discussion that should be had, but this would actually be talking about with games and what's happening on the court a little bit. So it'd be hard for some people. I'm bitter. Um, This will be the first time since 1980 that four different teams have won titles in four years. So in the modern era of the NBA, when it was actually good, right? Magic Larry Post, this has never, ever happened before. Since Magic and Larry entered the NBA, we have never had four champions in four years. That, to me, is the number one story that should be out here. The injuries are real, all these kind of things. But the number one story is that the collective bargaining agreement that was signed, whatever, six, seven years ago, 
may have actually permanently altered the competitive balance of this league in a manner that we have never seen before. What do you think would have happened if the Lakers had been completely healthy this year? I don't know that they would have won it. Their offense really wasn't that good. They run into a good defensive team. I'm not sure they win. I think if everyone's completely healthy, and I've said it all year, I've said it on the show a ton of times, I took, I, trust me, I can go find every Twitter response to me. I, I thought the Clippers were the best team in the league all year, except for maybe one week where I thought Denver was the best team in the league right before Jamal Murray got hurt. When they added Aaron Gordon, and Gordon kind of supplemented himself into a third or fourth role, I was like, oh, wow, that, like, they, they might be. Like, because Paul Millsap was really giving them nothing, and then suddenly they were getting something out of that position. It, it changed who they were. So, in that sense, I thought. Um, in that sense, I thought that, so for maybe a week or two, I thought, wow, Denver might be the best team, but I thought the Clippers were the best team all year long. What do you think of the way the Clippers have played after the loss of Kawhi Leonard? Because it's, it's been impressive, David. <laughs> They're four and three without Kawhi Leonard against the two best teams in the West and without their starting center. So they're missing two of their five starters. And they're four and three against the two best teams in the West. To me, it 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 removes any doubt in my mind that the, that they were the best team in the NBA this year. Well, somebody who also had that opinion, I'm feeling pretty good about. Yeah, it. you sure did, yeah, Jake. I did. Uh, David, yeah, I mean, I just and and I mean, I think there's some interesting. They've done some interesting roster things that are like worth kind of. I did a whole analysis. I don't want to bore you with it on the Marcus Morris trade. I think the Marcus Morris trade at the trade deadline is like one of the most fascinating moves I've seen by a team. Like it, it tell it tells me a lot about roster building. And, and the, the general thesis is that there's a point where a player is worth far more to you than their market value. And you got to pay it. And too often, I think general managers get caught in a transaction where, wow, that's too much for him. Like the, it doesn't, that seems like too much for that player. Like they basically gave away three first round draft picks and Mo Harkless, who's pretty good for a player that's nominally better than Mo Harkless. But for them, it was the perfect fit player that allowed them to have roster versatility. And so that's like a lot to give up for him. And it was the right move. And then I think they've done some interesting things where they were able to take you know, Reggie Jackson, who was kind of, you know, just like no one wanted him and find a way for him to play as a complimentary player and somehow knew he would do that. Like, it's great credit to Lawrence Frank and that front office. David, thank you very much, as always, for the visit. We appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon. See you, buddy. Here's our friend David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Man, David was exercised today. Yeah, he had a lot, lot, to, lot going, a lot of energy, even for David. Like it. I do think the, the the Donovan Mitchell thing is is bigger than just sort of nothing. I, I I've been told by enough people who are informed that uh, it's nothing to scoff at, and I don't think David was saying it should be scoffed at because it is. He was saying know, it's life. He's saying it's it's that's not abnormal. Yeah. Well, you got to please your stars in the NBA, but but I, I think there's. Maybe a little more to it than just somebody trying to stir things up. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Want to remind you, the Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state. As we count you down to the start of college football season, it's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon, only here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, during what's going on earlier today, we didn't have a chance to get to Hanson Scotty. Should we, should we get to that real yeah, quick let's do it. Yeah, let's get to this clip from those guys talking about the injuries in the NBA. Of course, the big story nationally today. And we saw Giannis Antetokounmpo go down yesterday with a, a hyperextended knee. And yeah, that looked quarter. really bad, by the way. It did. I, and he came back out of the tunnel, I, I, and he's walking on it. And I thought, what in the? This guy is a robot. Uh, but obviously, the game was out of, out of hand at that point, And Atlanta got the win and pushed it to a 2-2, which I'm happy about that. Like, I'm, I'm glad. I love seeing both these conference races tighten up. I, it, that's why... I love sports for moments like that. But one thing that just drives me nuts about sports is injuries. And now we throw Giannis on top of a, a pile of injuries that was already so deep. I went through it, and, and you can add a couple, but this is just in postseason where I've seen. Anthony Davis, we saw Jamal Murray, who was out, couldn't, couldn't participate in the postseason with the Nuggets. Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, Mike Conley, you could kind of throw um, Donovan Mitchell in there as well yep. with his ankle. But Mike Conley was – and I'm just talking about the big contributors. LeBron James, remember, LeBron was kind of in and out of the lineup through the end of the regular season, and uh, LeBron was dealing with all kinds of issues. I know that James Harden has had issues. And uh, Trey Young last night yeah. didn't even dress for Atlanta. He's got a – I think it's a deep bone bruise in the foot. I don't know exactly if it's a break or what he's dealing with, but it must be pretty terrible to keep Trey Young off the court. So this is the conversation I wanted to have with you. By the way, let me jump in. Yeah. There have been 10 players that, played, that, that were all-stars that have missed at least one game in the NBA playoffs due to injuries. At least, did you say 10? 10 NBA all-stars from this last year, from this last all-star game that have missed at least one game in the NBA playoffs due to injuries. That's incredible. Um, and, it, and it's also a little bit unnerving. Yeah. So the conversation I wanted to have is, is this a timing issue? Is this, uh, you know, what happened with the pandemic and pushing to the Florida bubble and pushing back to a, a December start and you know, I know that they took 10 games off the regular season, but still trying to get 72 games in. Does this have something to do with overuse, or is this just a random coincidence? Well, I mean, we talked to, uh, you know, we, remember we had Pace Mannion on. And actually, no, that was the week you were gone. I, I had Pace on, and I asked him that, and he said 100% yes. And then later in the week, I talked to Thurl Bailey, and Thurl was like, uh, you know what, look, you know, it's can't really say for sure that's what it is. Uh, it could, but there's a lot of other elements involved as well. Uh, to me, I think it. I, I can't help but think that there's some correlation there with soft tissue injuries that are cause that uh, that are being more at the forefront because of that. But then again, you look at what happened to Giannis yesterday. I think that happens regardless. Like I don't think all the games being crammed together. The way he landed and the way that thing twisted, that's going to happen with or without a 72 games in a short amount of time. If you were watching the game, Giannis went up for a putback, and Clint Capella was kind of botting up into Giannis, and leg kind of contacted with Giannis's leg, and as he came down from the attempt at a putback, it just 
that knee was a full-on hyperextension. I, I, I wonder, though, Scotty, would it? You know, if that leg was more rested, if those ligaments weren't more stressed, if they weren't more fatigued, you know, you're playing on back, you know, back end of, of, of every other night. That's, yeah. That can be really daunting. I, I guess I'm starting to wonder with the NBA where we're seeing too many stars be bumped out of the postseason. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm taking it probably a little more personal because I do believe Mike Conley would have made a huge difference for the Jazz, but... If I'm an NBA player, especially if I'm an NBA superstar, I'm sitting down with the the NBPA and I'm saying, what are we doing here? Yeah. Are we – I understand the money's great, and it's really hard to question anything when you're making $40 million. It's hard to sit down with the PA, the Players Association, and say, change has to be made here because we're dropping like flies. And really pushing 72 games into the amount of time that you push 72 games into, I, I think that that's damaging. Pushing the playoffs, and even though you and I love it and, and the consumer loves it because we get playoff basketball every night and we're in the conference finals. We get it every night. Yeah. As long as both the East and West are, are participating. We love it. The consumer, I'm sure, loves it. But if I'm a player, I'm sitting down, I'm saying, so we got to change this. We're done with the back-to-backs. We're done with the four games in five nights. Yeah. We're done with the one-day arrest postseason play because our superstars are, are dropping like flies, and the NBA just isn't as interesting when Giannis is out, when Trey Young is out. I, I, look, it was really nice to see what happened in the West because it gave the Jazz every opportunity, but with Anthony Davis out, with LeBron James hampered, it's not good for the NBA. Well, I think whoever wins this thing, and right now heavy favorites are with Phoenix because right now they're kind of winning the war of attrition right now. Yeah. Um, is it, there's going to be a bit of a asterisk, I think, applied here because it's like, well, yeah, this team won, a, won an NBA title. It's because everybody else was hurt. <laughs> everybody else is just it's, – it's a mash unit out there for everybody. Right. And Phoenix is probably going to win this thing just because – They've outlasted. They've outlasted everybody. Game a survivor instead of a game, instead of an NBA season. That's an interesting way to look at it, I suppose. He, Phoenix has been really healthy all year long. That is true. That kind of puts a damper on the accomplishment. Doesn't it? <laughs> but I, I just don't know how different that is than every other year. That's the thing. I know we're in it now, and everything seems more real with recency bias. But Well, you've pointed out instances where injuries certainly played a part with for instance the warriors that one year and it, so multiple it, years with the warriors yeah, so it happens which just seems like this year like we talked about earlier that the stars are the ones that are the casualties which has been true in the past too but uh, if i'm remembering correctly every remaining team has had a star unable to play. Yeah, but not injured. Well, all but, well, depending on how you want to classify Chris Paul. Yeah, it was set out to COVID. Yeah. That's not injured. Okay, but everybody else is injured. Three. Three stars. 
Yeah, but we, Golden State had uh, Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant on the same team. Okay, that's, that's one. Two stars. You're talking about four or three teams in one single playoff. I mean, I referenced this a bunch today, but what about when Zaza slid under Kawhi Leonard? That eliminated the Spurs that year. Okay, so what I'm saying is it happens, but to, for it to happen to every team that is remaining. Kind of. <laughs> Actually, three not really, for, not at all. I'm for, not giving you three, Phoenix. Three for sure, and the fourth one is a COVID thing. Just to be clear, not an injury. <laughs> Although Devin Booker had his nose broken in four places. He did. But he played. He did. It seems like that would be hard. Do you hear what he said about it, too? No. That uh, usually to set that many fractures in a nose, you have to be under anesthetics. They didn't have time. He would have missed the next game, so he just did it. Just got it done. What a tough guy. You ever seen the movie Me, Myself, and Irene? Yes. Where he's running to catch the train and uh-huh. his nose is whistling the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> one of the funnier scenes. You know, that's one of the more underrated comedies out there. That might yeah, be, maybe so. That might be my favorite Jim Carrey movie. Really? Of all the Jim Carrey movies? Yeah. Certainly. Is that the one you reference the most? Or is it your favorite one? I think it's my favorite one. Wow. Certainly ain't the Majestic. No, that I forgot that one. I liar, liar. Liar, liar, good, yeah. Uh, I kind of like me, myself, and Irene better. Dumb and Dumber? I'm going with Irene on that Ace one. Ventura? Didn't really care for Ace Ventura. Yeah, me either, honest. actually. The Mask? Didn't really care for The Mask. <laughs> okay. The Grinch. Definitely oh, was, did not care for the Grinch. He was brilliant in that. He was. That was long. So, uh, the Truman Show. <laughs> was good, yeah. A different phase of Jim Carrey. <laughs> All right. More next. <laughs> 975. He's not, uh, not budging. Join Hanson Scotty this Friday at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. The warehouse. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. There isn't much that makes Austin Horton... Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time, as we often do, for uh, 20 Seconds of Baseball, brought to you by our friends at Peach Window and Door. For more than 25 years, Peach Window and Door has been providing superior quality windows, doors, and customer service to the Wasatch Front. Call them today at 801-566-1255 for all your window and door needs. Austin, are you prepared? Yeah. Time for 20 Seconds of Baseball. And now it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball with the Big Show's Austin Horton right here on the Zone Sports Network. The Bees are on the road starting tomorrow in Oklahoma City. They'll return for a six-game homestand starting on the 9th at Smith's Ballpark. The Nationals, or Expos, Trey Turner hit for the cycle today, the first to do it on their birthday in the modern era. And Rockies pitcher German Marquez lost his no-hitter bid last night in the ninth inning against the hated rival Pittsburgh Pirates. Are the Pirates the rival of the Rockies? That's my opinion. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a little wait, loose, wait. but okay. You talked about hitting for the cycle. I've heard that that's the single hardest thing to do in baseball. 
to well, hit for agree. the cycle. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit of luck, isn't it? Now, let me ask you this. Uh, what if you're, let's say, 18 years old and you're playing against third graders? <laughs> One, I didn't hit for the cycle. Left-handed. Two, I wasn't 18. I was like, I was like 10. 16. I was 9 or 10 against... He was on lunch break. Eight or, eight or nine year olds. <laughs> I didn't drive up in my car. All right, stop it. I rode up on my. He was on PTO from Burger King. My Stingray bike, Corvette Stingray with the, with the baseball cards in the in the spokes. So we did. So in maybe in the majors it'd be extremely difficult, but I think in that circumstance it'd be pretty easy. I was not a switch hitter, Gordon. You were shaving. I was you not. You were playing against little I kids. I was not. I was one year older. Uh-huh. One year older than the coach. Bossing. <laughs> well, I was one year older than the other kids. And they, so they made me hit left-handed. Boom. Home run. Right field. What magical rule says this will leave in the playing field? And by the way, if we make him hit left-handed, Gordon said that there were coaches there too. So that yeah. doesn't mean that this was just some like pickup game at a field. No, it was. It was. It was. Well, I don't know if. It so was why official, would they let you play? They just did. I don't know what to tell you. I was sitting there, and they said, "Come on in." I don't know why. Okay. But you're gonna bat left-handed, sir. Right. Yes, exactly. Oh. That's what happened, and I just smoked that thing. Okay, Dean Koontz. This doesn't sound like nonfiction to me. Absolutely true. I promise you. I swear it's true. Hey, kid. We know you have nothing to do with this game, but how about you come in here and bet left-handed? What? I I don't remember the details. I don't know why they they asked me, but uh, the 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 feeling is the same when you make contact like that. You know. I'm not saying it wasn't an official game, but it was a game. And it wasn't just a pickup game. The coaches were there. They're the ones who said, I think they wanted, they, maybe they wanted to challenge the pitcher with an ominous force at the plate. And when that wasn't available, they had Gordon <laughs> get in there. Huh. Baseball is one, one of the sports that I came on stronger later. I got better as I played it. Early on, I was not very good. Well, as a young adult playing against little children, I don't know if that gives you a real good gauge on how good a player you really are. Yeah. Well, no matter what I say, you're not going to believe me. So, Not I'm in not, this circumstance. I'm saying it. What non-official baseball why, game has coaches? Why would you? Because it was I know a when, team. when we went down to the park just to place them over the line, we made sure to get the coaches on the horn. It wasn't over the line. Hold on, wait for Coach Jones I to know, get here. I can't do it. Yeah. The coaches were there for both teams. How do I know what position to play, Jake, without the coach telling me know. where to go? You guys, you guys are robbing. You're, you're really tarnishing one of my fond memories from my childhood. Really, I can. I know exactly where I was. I know that where the field was. I don't know if it's there anymore, but uh, it was. It was it was sweet. Hey guys, mind if I play? <laughs> I'll bat left-handed. Puts his cigarette out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show next. Ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty of the zone.
wrapping up the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Another Wednesday comes and goes, Gordon. It does, and we've had fun today. It has been fun. (laughs) We had fun yesterday, too. But today, starting out with the family portrait, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know quite how we got onto that, other than the fact that Austin is uh, suffering or will suffer. Uh, my mother-in-law called me during the show. Did she? She did. She did. Is she mad? Uh, I'm not going to divulge personal uh, conversations. <laughs> Just she did call. Did she give you a tongue lashing? She called. Well, that's not good. She said, "Austin, young man." Now, actually, I let- heard what you said, and. You're out. You're out of the family. Let me let me ask you. <laughs> out of the family? You're being shrubbed. Uh, <laughs> Austin, you don't need to divulge what your mother-in-law said, but I think you can answer this question. What went through your mind when you saw her number? Oh, <laughs> fudge. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm sure you didn't think it was going to go well. Uh, to be honest, it was unrelated. Was it? I think she hasn't heard about that <laughs> oh, second good. yet. That's, that's yet, true. I say. Yeah. Oh, my. It'll get brought up, I'm sure. And so, you know. Essentially, Austin was just complaining because he hates doing the photo with his with his Anybody. You know, Nobody likes it. Family. Nobody is, enjoys it. And everybody could kind of relate. Although, you know, it's mostly us guys. Don't you think? I don't know. I know. A, I know a bunch of people in said family pictures who feel the same way as me. I know plenty of women that don't like getting their yeah. picture taken. Yeah. Okay. Who? But honestly, who has it worse? The subjects being photographed, or the photographer? Uh, depends on the group, but yeah, <laughs> the yeah. photographer probably. It's is. Probably no fun for them either. Yeah. At least True. they get paid though. I just remember the the photographers at the old like J.C. Penney, you know the the photo studios that they had with at, the at J.C. Penney yeah, with, the, with the pull down and stuff. And don't you remember those photographers with the squeaky toys? Wouldn't that drive you nuts all day long? Smile, squeak, 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 squeak. oh, little smile, squeak, squeak, oh. and then having to to push the button in time for the split millisecond that the kid actually smiled. And he's smiling, and then he, but he also was blinking at the same time. So and how many, do it again. how many kids just burst out into tears at the, the scary man with the squeaky toy? <laughs> Which is worse, that or having to deal with the take me to the river fish thing and all that. It's Sears. Close? Oh, man, nothing's worse than the take me to the river fish. <laughs> that was so bad. Okay. At least you get a variety, you know, when yeah. you're trying to get kids to smile. If if it's so painful for everyone, as we've established, then then uh, why are families doing it? Memories. Love. Ah, good point. Way to wrap it up. Yeah, all right. On a positive note. So, uh, Gordon, Memories, Austin. Gordon, who wins tonight, my Clippers or your Spurs or Suns? Uh, I just have a feeling it might be the Clippers. Going to be brokenhearted tonight, huh? No, I'm not brokenhearted. All I said is the Suns are really good. And you turned that into a love fest. You love the Suns. I do not. Have for years now. Oh, BS. Are you kidding me? Come on. (laughs) You and PK should do a Suns postgame show tonight. (laughs) Isn't it funny? The older you get, the more affinity you have for Arizona. Strange. Very strange. Huh. That coincidence that Gordon, time down there? That I mean, Gordon loves a team called the Suns? I have no clue what you're talking you about. Love the, the you heat. love the heat more than any person I know because no, you're just no, weird. No, I, no, I'm just weird. I just, I, I, I like it. I like it hot. I don't like it overbearingly hot, but 
I've you'd, had fun. You, I've had fun going to Arizona through the years. I, I, you know, you'd prefer one ten to forty. One ten's a little extreme. I'll take I'll take ninety five. One ten or forty? What are you picking? Uh, I I probably wouldn't be happy at either. No 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 one one or the other. Don't give me the the perfect medium. <laughs> one ten or forty. I'll take one ten. Yeah. See, and I take forty ten out of ten times. All right. Well, you enjoy your uh, your heat there at home, Gordon. <laughs> Okay. Enjoy watching your sons tonight. We've had fun today. Thanks. All right, buddy. It's a big show. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.